0: Hey regulars, Charlie here. We all spend a lot of time thinking about what we eat, but what about what we drink? Well, our friends at Kongen Water have an answer for you when you call 800-494-8685 or visit KANWATER, that's K-A-N water You can learn more about the Kongen Water Machine and to check out their specials on air purifiers. Kongen Water has been around for 50 years and has expanded into 9 countries, which shows that they really do have the staying power to outlast all their competition. The Kongen Water Machine is the only real ionizer on the market. The rest, unfortunately, are nothing more than a mass Produce water filter. While Congan water is great for hydration, you can use it for all sorts of other health benefits, whether that be reducing acid reflux, migraine headaches, joint aches and pains, low energy, gout, and even muscle pain. Its antioxidants neutralize free radicals in your body and keep your immune system strong. While its alkaline properties balance the pH level of your body and keeps you healthy. If you drink a lot of energy drinks and have a very acidic diet, Congan water is a must. You can even use the water for weight loss. There are weight loss plans that rely on kongan's alkaline water exclusively. But even without a plan, the water will help. Help you lose weight. So if you're interested in improving your health and boosting your hydration, call 800-494-8685 or visit conwater.com. That's k a n water.com to learn all about the Kangen Water machine and to check out their specials on air purifiers. Again, these deals will not last, so be sure to call and let them know that the regular Joe Show team sent you.
1: Fighting for truth, justice, and the American way. Without the cape or the superpowers, not even a sidekick. Heck, we don't even have fancy gadgets. This is just Joe and his trusty microphone made in the USA. This is the regular Joe Show. Oh, so good. Hello there and welcome Joe Giganti. Your regular Joe here with you on this happy hump day. Rounding the bases towards the end of February, much popping in the news, including the question is Kevin O'Leary. Now, that was that soundbite I played last hour. That was the first in a series of interviews that he did. That one was with Neil Cavuto on Fox. He went on CNN. I don't think he made it to MSNBC, but I know he's on. The broadcast news as well, repeating his call, now being echoed by many serious businessmen that they're done with New York. Could this lead to a Tea Party 2.0 movement heading into the general election? People that might not otherwise vote Republican or for Trump doing so, frankly, out of self-preservation business leaders, business owners, investors recognizing that their tail is on the line as well. We'll explore that a little more. Our good news, some of it involves the Biden crime family. I'll have to explain that for you. And of course, we had Haley's hoax in Trump's town hall yesterday. going have juxtapose what was said and done there. I'll just say that President Trump was, of course, on the top of his game. I can't necessarily say The same for Hickey Nelly, but I'll play it. You decide. Right now, it is seven minutes after the hour, which means right now in Bali, Indonesia, 11.07 p.m. In Qatar, it is 6.07 p.m. On the Ivory Coast, 3.07 p.m. And in our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., 10.07 a.m. That is your new and improved Biden crime family time check. TM, the regular Joe show, brought to you as it always is at the top of each and every broadcast hour to ensure one can't possibly claim they weren't aware. Somehow they're left uninformed of the nature of the Biden crime family, the depravity, illegality, immorality, general ickiness that, well, frankly, is the, the Biden crime family. Those are just a few of the locations that they do business. Now, speaking of which, Jim Biden that's uh, that's Joe's little brother, the big guy. So he must be the little guy. I don't know. Does, does he have a nickname? He's going to be on Capitol Hill today to testify. I mean, I'm not ex- exactly expecting a blockbuster response out of him. Uh, but I mean, it's a, one of the worst kept secrets, right? I mean, him trading on his brother's name is how he's made a living. Most of his adult life. But also on the Biden crime family update, <clears throat> Monday, the 19th. Five PM. That was the deadline the House Oversight Committee had given the Department of Justice to turn over a transcript of Joe Biden's interview with special counsel Robert Herr. Well, that deadline has come and gone, and there is no transcript. The Daily Caller reached out to the House Judiciary Committee for comment. A spokesperson responding, quote, We haven't received what we requested in everything is on the table as to what is next. Now, the reason I say this is good news, not that they didn't turn over the transcript, but this becomes one of those moments where Republican leadership at the national level is either going to blink or they're going to stand their ground. They're going to do their job. They're going to exercise the power they already have. So much of what we deal with when it comes to weak-kneed, feckless, spineless Republicans, is they, it, it's reminiscent of emancipated slaves who asked to have the chains put back on their wrists because they said their arms felt too light. They didn't know how to function outside of the realm of the subjugation that they had been, that they had suffered for all those many years. To psychosis, almost, that had been created. It was a real thing. It was a terrible thing. Well, in that case, these are people that have been subjugated against their will. It was right that they were freed. In the case of these Republican leaders, they have a similar issue, but not necessarily justified, where they're emancipated. They're the leadership. They have the power, and they sit there and go, hey, I can't do anything. The courts, this, this another thing. There's always some weird excuse where they want the chains put back on and they act as though it's, it's kind of, I mean, if I don't know if you yourselves in high school, where you got two guys facing off each other, it looks like it go to fisticuffs. And there's usually one of the two doesn't really want to fight because he knows he's going to get his, his hat handed to him. And he'll do the thing where he, he kind of stands next to his friend and he's, he's kind of moving his chest out, like, hold me back but no one's actually holding him back right now. It's like, all right, whatever. You want to go do it, go do it. And he's like, Why well, ought If I could just they weren't holding me back. No one's holding you back, man. Just step up and do it or shut up. You know, I mean it's uh was it White Herb said in Tombstone, you know, skin that smoke what do you do? Just sit there and bleed? I mean this is this is what we're at it. When they're like, Well, so here you have leadership and look the House Oversight Committee, James they've done great work. So I'm not this is not me saying that I'm not comparing them to the do-nothing Republicans that we suffer through all too often. In fact, the Judiciary Committee, the Oversight Committee, they've done amazing work. But they're now at a crossroad when it comes to this transcript. And the reason I think that's good news is we're going to see what they're made of. We're going to see if it's all, all blustered or if they're going to show up. Or are they just going to sit there and bleed? I certainly hope and pray they don't just sit there and bleed. I hope they... Follow up and get the job done. Now, last week in the world of television it was a pretty big deal. For the first time in nine years, John Stewart was back to helming The Daily Show. Now, if I understand correctly, he's only doing one day a week. Is that right? It's, it's kind of, I mean, now look, let me, full disclosure, I think John Stewart is an amazingly funny guy when he wants to be. I mean, and he's one of the few... Unlike Steve Colbert, who worked with him on the Daily Show, who just really lost uh, any sense of humor in his in his latest endeavors, even though he hosts a late night, you know, comedy uh, interview show, there's very little comedy to it. Uh, Jon Stewart has been able to maintain a good, you know, fairly good time. I mean, he goes lefty on things, but he can still be pretty funny. He's also been spot on on certain things. <clears throat> he does a lot with 9/11. Uh, The first responders that were hurt in 9-11 and other things that that I think he does a fairly decent job on. But apparently his return to the helm of The Daily Show was not met with the love and consideration that one would expect. You see, in his first day back, he pointed out the very obvious when it came to Joe Biden, his cognitive decline his in, it, I mean he just yesterday, you know, the big push between now and the state of the union is Joe Biden is gonna show you that he is he is a vibrant for 81-year-old, or 40 times two plus one, as he apparently is making jokes. Even when he walked out to the press gaggle in front of Marine One yesterday, he tried to kind of have a bounce in his step and show that he's filled with energy and vim and vigor and smiling and trying to trying to josh along with the the reporters. And then it came time to walk up the baby stairs, and they are the baby stairs to Air Force One, because he they won't let him go up the full staircase. And he tripped again yesterday. Once again, proving he is, of course, completely in control. But either way, Jon Stewart, I didn't see it, but apparently Jon Stewart took some shots in comedy, as he does, at none other than Joe Biden. Well, that was met with a a tirade on Twitter from a number of prominent liberals, including Keith Oberman. (laughs) Keith Oberman's always good for a mindless left-wing rant that, you know, has no basis. All saying, gosh, we wish you weren't here. We should go away. You were terrible. You sucked. Well, Jon Stewart does what he does best. He mocks it as he apologizes. And let's be clear here. I get the game here. He's trying to seem as though he's... Just being sarcastic, but you know what? He still did the maya culpa. And I think he did the maya culpa because, you know, he still he still wants to maintain a certain level of influence. And I get it. He's not, you know, he's not necessarily gonna bow down and kiss the ring in their back pocket. But he also wasn't necessarily standing his ground. Although he did it, I think he did it masterfully. Even though he was doing the maya culpa, he made sure to make clear that he's apologizing. basically saying the truth. But I guess, as the famous
0: saying goes, democracy dies in discussion.
1: But look,
0: I have sinned against you. I'm sorry. It was never my intention to say out loud what I saw with my eyes and then brain. I can do better. Start with that.
1: He doesn't even know where to go. Of course, the democracy dies in darkness, is the the slogan of the Washington Post. He was imitating Jimmy Swaggart. I have sinned against you and the Lord. Please forgive me. When he got caught, red-handed. So I mean, it's mad. That's he's a good comedian. He knows how to play the game. But he also made sure that he addressed the fact that. He was just telling you everything he saw. He was speaking a little bit of truth about the very weak candidate the Democrats are dealing with right now. I mean, yesterday, as he walked to Marine One, he was straight up asked by a reporter. Now, it's hard to hear the reporter. So, when the reporter says, you know, when you're going out to California, is there a plan to talk to Gavin Newsom as being a possible plan B? Well, here's how that went. Cut number three. <laughs>
0: California.
1: Gavin, can you Are you ready? Yes,
0: sir. Well, I'm looking for. I'm looking at you. We're looking at you. Sir,
1: hey, you right? Right? whoa, 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 whoa! So he tried to have a little fun. Oh no, no, not Gavin. Are you ready? I'm looking to you. I want you to be my Plan B. You're going to be my. Gee, he's so jovial. If you had only not fallen up the stairs a few minutes later, it would have probably worked. I mean, it was okay. In fairness, it was not a full fall. It was just a minor trip after a second minor trip and almost a third trip, but either way. Now, the full version of that cut, he immediately tries to show, again, his vibrance, his on-the-spot ability to answer questions, and he's talking about Russia, 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 and the fact that this is like when, you know, now they preview on Friday, I'm going to have a big announcement about whether I'm running for office or not, and here he is giving the announcement that, hey, come Friday, Russia's going to pay.
0: Are you ready? Yes, sir. Well, I'm looking for I'm looking at you. We're looking at you. Hey, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. What I came to tell you was I told you we'd be announcing sanctions on Russia. We'll have a major package announced on Friday.
1: I'll be happy to sit with you all doing that, okay? Yeah, they've been talking about packages a lot. Remember, uh, uh, Elizabeth Warren said that Joe Biden had a big environmental package. Now they got a Russia package. It's just a little bit weird to me. But uh, then he was asked, look, who do you want to face off against in November? Donald Trump or Hickey Naily?" Oh, I don't care. He doesn't care. He's not going to campaign. Either way, he's got nothing to worry about. We get back. So, yesterday, people were sitting on pins and needles. What was the big state of the campaign announcement? Hickey Nailly promised new news. Was there any? The regular Joe Show.